0: Everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Recipe with Dr. Stephanie Finney. It is my hope that through each segment, you will receive ingredients to live your best life. One seasoning I'm personally passionate about is in the area of health and wellness. In fact, I host an Instagram live on Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time titled, Do You Know What's in Your Feminine Care? But I will speak more about this at the end of the show. Today, I have a very special guest. Not only is she a mother of three, a singer and author she is also the founding member or the founder and general manager of stunner radio so welcome miss lisa Dene hello
1: <laughs> hey dr penny <laughs> hey miss lisa how
0: are you i'm good i'm so happy to be on your show today well, I am honored that you were able to come on my show because I've always been curious and now I get some of my questions answered. <laughs>
1: this will be good.
0: <laughs> yes. So please take some time and tell everyone more about who you are, what you do and why.
1: Well, like you said, I am a mother of three. Um, I have three boys, three sons. I am a singer, songwriter, author, Um, and the founder of Stunner Radio. Um, I started Stunner Radio because I wanted to have an honest platform. I had been doing radio for about four years, but what really sparked me wanting to do Stunner Radio is because when I watched, it's a really weird story, I was watching Um, Some coverage and it was a podcast, but they were talking about George Floyd and they were talking about Mike Brown And it wasn't people of our color and They had a whole different slant on it I mean and I was like, wow, we need to talk from the horse's mouth We need to talk from us like they need to hear us and when you listen to talk radio on different platforms talk radio is predominantly white males you don't necessarily hear from black women. So with the new podcasting explosion that is happening, I felt like it was a great opportunity to create a platform for primarily black women, but also black men, all those of color who value diversity because I want our stories to be told from our lips. It's one thing to hear somebody else give a, a synopsis of what well, this happened to George Floyd because he did this. Well, he was from Houston. So I know people who actually know him. I know people who talked to him that same week, who could just come on and say, this is what really happened. And to be able to do that, I feel like is something that I just couldn't take for granted. So it just propelled me to want to start starting a radio. And then, you know, it just took off from there. Once I started telling people why I did it, it wasn't for likes or wasn't to be popular because the first few months of Stunner, nobody knew who was behind it. I just told people, hey, my show has moved to a new station. It's going to be on Stunner Radio now. And people was like, oh, okay, never heard of Stunner Radio, but I'll listen to your show. Not knowing I was behind it because that wasn't important to me. The important thing was creating a platform where people can feel like I have something to say and my something to say might be different from what somebody else is saying, but I still want to say it. So that's how it all came about.
0: Well, I love that because, you know, when, when I pitched you my idea for my podcast, I was saying, you know, I just want to, I want to provide the ingredients for individuals to live their best life. And that can be through, you know, hearing about us and our stories and the individuals telling the stories themselves. Because then you get the real testimony, you get the real truth, you know, whether it's someone that has a community focus, whether it's someone that's in a, you know, military position that most women are not in that, that we need to know about. It's like, we need to tell our stories now, or as I tell my mom, I want to give the flowers now while you're still alive, um, rather than wait until you pass away and somebody else tell your story, because now you can tell it the way you want it told. Right, Uh, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I just, I I appreciate being able to um, do that. And I love the uh, platform. So speaking of the platform, how were you able to, I don't know if it's the right word, develop or create a platform where it's virtual, where it's visual and audio, because I know, of course, if you're in the car and you can listen, but if you're, you know, at home in front of your tablet or your computer, you can go to www.stunnerradio and watch. And I did a total of 16 podcasts in 2020, and yours was the only one like that. But that, but that's not the reason that I asked to pitch on your podcast, but that was one of the reasons, because I really thought that was unique. It, all, all the others were just audio platforms. So can you explain that? Well, I
1: had, like I said, when I started out in radio, it was an internet radio station, and I would post my pictures after the show. And I always like to look a certain way and people never know what I'm gonna look like. So I used to wear a different color <laughs> hair, different color lipstick, different color. And people started saying, I wanna see you. I wanna just hear, I wanna see. So I said, oh, okay, Let me let me go live on Facebook. So I would go live and then I thought to myself, if I ever do my own, it's going to be just it, that's what that's going to be the whole basis of it. It's not going to be, well, sometimes I go live and sometimes I, that's going to be a whole idea is that they see me and hear me because I think that is important.
0: I agree, I agree, I love that. Um, and I love the fact that you are really hands on with your people that 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 podcast for Sunner Radio. You know, mm-hmm. I know you and I talk, and I can say, you know, I watch last week's episode and uh, you know i could have done this better or you know i I feel like you know it was good but you know and you give constructive feedback that's the type of things that i appreciate as well to have that guidance for somebody who's never done podcasting before so um you know i guess i'm assuming that's just because you've been in the business for so long those are things that you want to better your your station
1: yeah and i i do want to have a certain level of quality and i do feel a responsibility to listeners and to the viewers. So when I'm behind the scenes on the show, I'm always thinking about the viewers. I'm always thinking about the listeners. I'm always thinking of, do they know who we're talking to? Repeat your, your guest name again for the people who are just listening or for the people who are watching. Let's flash something on the screen so they'll know what we're talking about. So because I, I, I have that point of view where the viewers are the most important to me, that's why I'm so hands-on because Yes, I want everybody's show to be good, but I want the viewer to walk away with something that they did not come to the show with.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, Boom hey, Chica Rogers. Baby. Hey. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Miss Rogers. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, um, what, what was the path that you took to get where you are today? I mean, that can be personal journey, including professional.
1: Well, you know, I have a story like most people do. Um, and I started my my career, I guess, so to speak, uh, in public speaking. Okay. Because I am a child abuse survivor and I'm a survivor of domestic violence. So I started speaking about it um, just as a way to get over it for my own self. And because as a child, I felt like I did not have a voice I wasn't the child that wouldn't say anything. I was a child that says something all the time. This person is touching me. This person put their hands on me. This person, but I felt like no one was listening. So I made a promise to myself when I become an adult, I'm never going to ever shut up. I'm going to talk about this until I can't talk no more, till I am blue in the face. So I started with public speaking. And, um, you know i had i started my nonprofit to advocate for survivors of child abuse domestic violence and sexual assault so i was on a radio show talking about it and one of the the hosts said you need your own show like you could talk for hours and you really got something to say you need your own show and at first i was like no i don't No, no i don't i don't want to do that but then having a background in singing and entertaining I was like, you know what, why not? This is like everything rolled up into one. I can, I can crack my jokes and I can be serious and I can come fabulous. You know, I can put on all the stuff that I put on when I get on stage. So I was like, this is perfect. So that kind of prepared me for this. But as far as doing the station itself, I would have never done it because I talked about it for so long. And a couple of my friends would just roll their eyes when I was talking about it because they were like, yeah, okay. She's been talking about this for years. She ain't never going to do it. But last year in 2020, uh, a very close friend of mine was murdered and his death changed me. It changed me because I thought that I had so much time with him. I would think about you know, certain music projects I'm going to do. As I was writing, I was like, oh, Ken going to love this. Oh my God, Ken going to trip about this. Oh, Ken going to say. So having to go forward without that, it changed my life. It really did. And I was like, I got to jump on everything that I know I'm supposed to do now. Because nobody knows how much time they have. And so that just propelled me. And I started on the radio. uh, He was murdered in January. I started in May. I started starting Radio in May of 2020. And when I tell you it has grown so huge, we have viewers in over seven countries. We have lots of viewers in the United States, all over the country. People send messages that they heard the show. And I'm like, wow, okay. It's just amazing how much it has grown. But I knew that, that it was my purpose. You know, I knew that that was something that I had to do. And before, when I did my singing and writing and public speaking, I kind of felt like I was walking in my purpose, but not fully. I was always waiting for something. I was always waiting for a missing piece. And so when I started Stunner, this is it, because not only am I being heard, I am helping other people be heard. And that's like the tagline for Stunner Radio, be heard, because that is the one thing that if I could give my child, Lisa, that is what I would give her, the gift of being heard. I was not heard. And a lot of people in this world is, are not being heard. And so, you know, the success and the the explosion that Stunner Radio has, has had, I believe is because that's my true purpose. And I, I just jumped in
0: and I followed it. Well, I'm so sorry for your loss. Let me say that first. Um, 2020, what a year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, um, I do a... Thank you. Uh, thank you. Yes. Thank you. Sheikah well, Rogers and Miss Lisa is awesome. Um, you know, I do a... I, I host a Bible study on Instagram on Tuesday nights called The Recipe for Your Life. And the pastor... Um, Elder Coleman talks about how when there are giants in your life, that means it's time for elevation or when there's a shift, you know, there's a shift. So it's just amazing how that happened and you shifted that quickly and look at what's happened. That proves prophetic right there to say that when there are giants in your life, it's a shift coming and it's an elevation, just (laughs) FYI.
1: Yes.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that.
1: Um, yeah. A Facebook user says, sorry for your loss. I appreciate that. Yeah, for me, um, the giant has always been my life. I remember mm-hmm. being a kid and I was always a different type of kid. I remember leaving for school. I always felt something about my, some kind of presence around me that wasn't good. So I remember mm-hmm. saying to my mother when I would leave for school and to my siblings, I would always say, I love you guys. I don't know if I'm going to see you pass today. And my mother will get so frustrated with me and she will tell my dad, talk to your daughter because I don't know what's wrong with her. Why does she say stuff like that? She's so morbid. But what she didn't understand is that I was already very spiritually aware of my surroundings. I was very spiritual as a child, not religious. Even though we went to church, we, we Kojic. So we went to church Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, (laughs) Thursday night, Friday night, Sunday twice. (laughs)
2: Saturday. Yes.
1: Rehearsal, yes. <laughs> yes. But it was the spiritual awareness that felt like torment for me because I always felt these bad presence around me. And um, so my life has always felt like a giant, something bigger than me. But once I started walking in my purpose, I realized that I had way more control than I thought because it, it is up to me to be proactive and to live the life that I was brought here to live. So I agree with you as far as the giant. Um, I remember being about 14 years old, and I had this journal where I would write in and plan my funeral. And I would just want to wear a certain color dress. I would want my parents to look down at my casket and cry. I wanted my schoolmates to come to my funeral. I never, ever thought I would live to see 18, let alone... In a couple of weeks, gonna be forty nine. So it's just amazing, and I felt like how many of the little girls are out there, even little boys, you know, dealing with these type of issues and now not being heard, not being seen. So for me, you know, it 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 is true that I, I'm just I don't know. I just feel like it's so important for me to talk and to provide this platform for other people because we need to be heard. Being heard will help somebody else be heard, will help somebody else speak up, will help somebody else look at their daughter differently. Because they might hear me and talk about my behaviors how I was as a kid and say, let me go talk to my daughter because she's doing those same things. So that's why Stunner Radio is so important to me.
0: As a survivor, does it scare you to be live all over the world on air? Your show is amazing.
1: That's the question. You. Um, At first, yes, it did, because I did have a person that stalked me for a while. And, you know, I have PTSD from some things I experienced as a child and some things that I experienced in, in a domestic violence riddled marriage. So sometimes I do. I am afraid. But one thing I realized, and you know, from being a church kid, it was a scripture that always stuck out to me. It said the fearful and unbelieving will have their part in the lake of fire. It wasn't the hell part that that stuck out to me. It was the part that the Bible lumped a fearful person right along with an unbeliever. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wow. So being fearful is just as bad as not believing at all. So I I I fight against fear every single day of my life. Yes, it scares me sometimes because even sometimes I get inbox messages from people and they crazy. Like some crazy messages. And sometimes I get fearful, but then I, I fight that because I know that's not my portion. That's not my life. I, I'm not I wasn't sent here to be afraid of anything. So yeah, as a survivor it does scare me, but I fight that off.
0: Well, um something else. Oh, amen. You look look at you walking in your purpose. <laughs> That's from Boomshika Rogers. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Boomsheka.
0: That's right. Blessed 49. Ah, absolutely. You know, something else that I have learned in just life is um and I've learned through Bible study classes is to continuously get rid of those ants, otherwise known as any negative thoughts. And so that's what I call them every day. There's something popping up in your mind and negative thought. And so, you know, we just, we just, we just have to do it every day. We have to make it a point to get, get rid of those ants, those, you know, negative thoughts, again, any negative thoughts, because you get to a point where you start to believe them sometimes when you do that. And so I have to speak affirmations over myself daily in order to get rid of those negative thoughts, because it can overcome you, especially in this environment with COVID and we're indoors more than we were, even though people are getting out a little more. I mean, I know I am, but not, you know, yes, we have to fight against fear instantly, constantly that that's right. That's right. And so, you know, again, compound that with the environment of COVID and everything that's going on. So, I mean, it just makes a big difference when you can get on the air or get on your computer or your tablet or even listen and hear something like, like this, this could be a breath of fresh air to some people that are indoors dealing with everything because of COVID. Just think about it, you know? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, what is, um, what, what are some resources that have helped you along the way?
1: I think journaling was the biggest thing to help me. Um, I used to write my thoughts out as a kid, and so one of the first books I ever wrote was a journal, and I just made it uh, where I put inspirational quotes from my own self at the top of the journal and then made uh, a journal for people to write in. So journaling has been a huge thing for me. When I was younger, I used to keep my journals, and I would go back and read the journal, and Especially in my 30s, when I was in this really bad marriage from my, from, from 22 to 37, however many years that was, I was in a really mm-hmm. bad marriage. And I would go back and read my journals, and I noticed a pattern. I noticed that's how I noticed the pattern of abuse was through my journals. Mm-hmm. I noticed that I would write one day about how mean he was, and then I would be getting presents the very next day. And then I would be okay. And then we would go through a good period where we would lovey-dovey, kiss, kiss for about six days. And then again, it was some uh, incident where he was was abusive. Now, for whatever reason, I couldn't really see it because I guess I was living it. But reading it and seeing that same pattern over and over, I was like, oh my God, This, this is not a mistake. This is a pattern. Like, this is what he does. This is a pattern. So journaling helped me a lot also for me, people on TV helped me a lot. When I was a kid, I um, just isolated because I was going through being molested by some family members. And they were family members of my mother, and she refused to believe me when I told her. So I isolated myself a lot, but I watched TV a lot. (laughs) So for me, people on TV, I just patterned myself after them. And um, I will never forget how much I watched Good Times. And Walona was my person. I was like, I'm going to be Walona. I'm just going to be Walona. So, you know, when I would have my moments where I felt worthless and I felt like I don't even deserve to be alive, I would think to myself, what would Walona do? Well, Walona would sashay in and have a scarf around her neck and just go check on people and just be fabulous. And that's what I did. <laughs> you know? I just acted like Bologna. So for me, I always looked, I looked and searched high and low for people who who showed me a vision of what I wanted to be. So it was a lot of different things, but TV was one. I remember seeing Oprah Winfrey when I was 12 years old, um, being on a local station in Chicago. It was AM Chicago before it was the Oprah Winfrey show. Okay. And she looked a hot mess back then. I had never seen a big black woman on TV with a baby Afro, a teeny afro. <laughs> and uh, I was like, wow, but it made me see myself too. I was like, wow, they, they put this black woman on TV and she's talking and she's telling people how she feel. And she's giving opinions and, and she's asking people questions. I mean, that was the biggest resource for me was, was television and watching other people. That really brought me out. It really did. Of course, church have always been a resource for me, prayer, the Bible, and my spiritual life. But one thing I can say for sure, Dr. Finney, is that church, part of my adult life got in the way of my spirituality. And I don't want to leave any lead anybody astray by saying this, but I but honestly the church did not a lot of times was not aware of my spiritual gifts because I wasn't trying to be you know, no missionary or have no title, but I knew what I knew and I knew what I felt and I knew what God was saying to me and showing me. So being pushed into different areas of the church or being prophesied to and say you bad and you this and you that. And I'd be like, well, that's not what God told me. So Thank for a lot, of, a lot of times in my life, the church got in the way of my spirituality. So I had to find and look for other people who I saw as spiritual. And that's why I was so drawn to you. When we first even talked at a networking event, I could tell another spiritual person. I could just feel their vibe. And and the person don't even have to go to church. You know, it's just when God endowed his spirit on somebody, he don't ask for our permission or he don't ask for our approval of who he does that to. So for me, it's been having an open mind and connecting with people that's always a big resource for me. And that's another reason why I do this because you you
0: meet so many people. Yeah. So. Well, it's funny that you say that about church because I really feel that this COVID environment has been good because it stripped us of that building. Yes. People think that you have to be in a building to go to church. Church, church is in you. You know. Yeah, and 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 I totally agree with you. I went to church all the time, uh, you know, when I was growing up. After a while, I know it's messed up. I'm like, you know what? I don't ever want to go to church again. Let's go to church all the time, you know? It's ridiculous. It's not. That, but you know, I realized that I did learn from that. But I also learned part of that is just religion. It's not spirituality. It's a difference, right? You know? right. And when and when everything started closing when COVID hit in the beginning because because of the pandemic and, you know, the churches too. And, you know, it's like, you know what, you start to get grounded again and center yourself and realize, you know what, I can get through this because I know not only who I am, but I know who I belong to. And it's not a building. It's yes. not a building, you know? Right. And so, you know, I just, I I, I say that in some areas, it's been very good I'm not saying I enjoy the pandemic. No, I'm not saying that at all. But I'm just saying that I try to see the silver lining in everything. One of which being with our children. I'm a mother of two, a 14 year old, nine year old. That doesn't even sound right. I'm gonna say a nine year young and a 14 year young child because <laughs> old is not even in that. But um, you know, I've 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 been able to spend more time with them. You know. And then you talk about your purpose. I've been able to learn more about my purpose and what I want to do. And I've been able to move in that more because of the pandemic and working from home. So I'm like, you know what, I'm going to use this, Lord, I'm going to take this and I'm going to turn this around for your benefit, because I know without a doubt that if I'm doing it for the right reason, I'm doing it for the right purpose, then I'm good. I'm good. Right. And so, um, you know, it's it's been very exciting. I mean, I, I love being on the podcast. This is my first time ever, and I'm I am having a ball. I, I think it's good to just ha- have fun. People forget about yes. the fun in life, you know. Right. And with COVID, you know, it's like I told somebody one day, I said, Well, you know, I'm gonna meet you for lunch, but I'm gonna go to the school and we're gonna have parking lot lunch. So we just <laughs> met and I was in my car. And she was in her car and we were side by side, but she was like, you know, her, her, her window was right here. And Mom was right here. And we were just eating and talking. And that's how we did it. Oh, that's cool. Yes. Yeah, that's cool.
2: Yeah, that's cool. I like
0: that. Yeah, we did. We did a, a parking lot lunch. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it was You gotta be creative. You have to. You have to. Uh, wow. OK, so I guess we better take a break <laughs> and then come right back. <laughs> OK, thank you.
1: Hey, it's your girl Lisa dene and I want to tell you about a product that has changed my life. Rain Premium Sanitary Napkins. Rain products are infused with a Nobel Prize winning material called Graphene. It's the graphene strip that provides the various health benefits that can improve your quality of life during that time of the month. Listen, I've been very loyal to a certain brand of feminine products, but I've never experienced the results I get with rain products. The difference is in the graphene strip. Using rain products has totally eliminated the painful cramps I experience, and it can also Help balance your body's pH, eliminate harmful bacteria, and help fight fatigue. Graphene moves heat away from your core to keep you cool and comfortable. Ladies, it's time to upgrade your feminine care with products that not only offer protection but also improve your health and wellness. Place your order today and receive your premium sanitary napkins delivered directly to your door. Visit www.drfcare.com to make your purchase today. And don't forget to mention that your girl Lisa Dene and
0: Stunner Radio sent you.
1: I think
0: your mic is off. Oh, thank you very there much. I'm just going <laughs> off. All right. See, this is live, everybody. Yes. Um, I have a very special guest with me today. Not only is she a mother of three, she's also a singer, a songwriter, an author, as well as the founder and general manager of Sona Radio, Miss Lisa Danae. Yes, <laughs> so everybody, welcome back. <laughs> yes, welcome so I have back. Yes, welcome back. So I have another question for you. Okay. What do you wish you had known when you started out in this business?
1: Um, I wish I would have known.
0: Hmm.
1: I guess I wish I would have known how it would look to people, how it would appear to people. Because I always tell people, I'm just like me. I'm just a regular person doing regular people stuff. But it appears to people, to me, bigger than what it is. And maybe it's not. Maybe I see it smaller than what it is. I don't know. I guess I wish I would have known how it would appear to people. Uh, maybe I would have kept it quiet a little longer that I was behind the radio. Because it has just like gotten so big um, to sometimes I feel like, I don't know, it's uncomfortable. It's a little uncomfortable when people see it. I mean, it is big, but I don't know. I guess I wasn't prepared for the rise of it all, you know. And I wish I would have known that it was going to do that, you <laughs> know? Or I guess I wish I would have known it was going to at least feel that way. Got so it. I don't know.
0: Well, you know, you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Listen to that, Miss yes. Denae. Yeah. you definitely do. Yeah, that's a part of of, of it, especially in your field. Especially in your field. I mean. Because, like you said, you know, things happen. Just like my mic was off, and I'm talking. It's live. <laughs> you know, we just have to yes. go with the flow, and you know, whatever. I'm I'm trying to get comfortable being uncomfortable too. So, right. <laughs> uh, what is one common myth that you would de- de- debunk about this industry? Like, if people have a facade or they think things are a certain way, what what's a myth that you would be like, no, that's that's not true. Mm-mm. I think the biggest thing is that it's easy. People think it's easy. People feel
1: like, oh, I can do a show. I can do a podcast. First of all, it is not easy. You have to make sure you book your guests. You have to be entertaining. You have to be consistent. So you see a lot of shows popping up and a lot of podcasts popping up, but they don't last because I think people didn't realize it's real work. It's not just sitting in front of camera talking. You have to it's a lot. It is it's a lot. It is not easy and it's not for everybody. I think that's one of the biggest myths um, that that's out there, that it's it's easy and anybody can do it. It is not the case.
0: I second that emotion. Um <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> has there ever been a moment when you thought, you know, I'm done, this isn't for me, but what made you stay the course?
1: Well, you know, it was it was not too long ago, to be completely honest. I was like, I don't know if I can do this. It's a lot. You know, I, I got to do the commercials. I got to, you know, do the the marketing. I got to do my own show. And I'm trying to still do some music projects. I still got kids. You know, it's a lot. I'm trying to maybe want to date. I don't have even, any time to even tr- think about dating. Because if somebody's interested in me, they're like, when do you get off work? And I'm like, what do you mean get off work? Never. I'm always working. I mean, even when I'm eating, I'm, I'm thinking of topics and I'm like, oh, that's good for a show. That's good for... So I'm never not working. So I mean... Yes. I really, I thought about a couple months ago, like, Ooh, maybe I'll be off more than I could chew. But what kept me going was that, that thing in the pit of my stomach that tells me this is what you're supposed to be doing and you cannot stop. You cannot stop. And that's what keeps me going. And the fact that People are behind me. You know, I have a team of people behind me and people that are with me, like you, Dr. Finney. And I'm like, I can't let them down by saying, oh, I'm just going to stop. We're just going to stop. I can't do that. So that keeps me going, too. When I see people on Stunner Radio putting the same amount of effort in that I am, that keeps me going. Because it's like, you take your show personally. Your show is your baby. And, you know, you're really, you know, cultivating that thing. And it's important. And when I get comments from people saying, hey, I watched Dr. Finney's show and I tell you, I saw the lady that do Bullets for Life and it just it touched my heart. And I'm like, wow, you know, that kind of stuff keeps me going. And, and you know, I, I, I can't stop. Awesome. Plus the numbers, plus the numbers. So I routinely go check our numbers and I routinely go check the, the regions that people are viewing from and the, the, the regions that people are going to the website from it. Always blows my mind because i like, how, first of all, how did they find us? You know, how did they find us? And they stick in with us. We have listeners from the Philippines that has been with us consistently for three months, consistently, consistently listening. And not only listening, but consistently clicking the website, not just the listen here page. You know, the page where you listen on the website. I have the, where it shows you every page that people click. They're clicking on all the pages and I'm like, oh my God, from the Philippines. Uh, uh, how do they even, you know, what am I to them? What are we to them? I don't know. But <laughs> when you have that type of thing happening, you, I feel like I can't stop,
0: you know? Awesome. Awesome. What do you feel is the biggest strength of Stunar- of, of Radio? I think the biggest
1: strength is the message, the mission, the mission and the message to be the heart and soul of the culture. That's the tagline and to be heard. And when I say the heart and soul of the culture, a lot of people uh, dibble and dabble in black culture and in minority culture and they only see a certain side of us like when a person sees a black woman they automatically think she's full of attitude you know she's going to be very aggressive she ain't got no man and she do she dogging him out uh her kids ain't got no daddy it's so many parts of our culture that are, are misrepresented and then there's other parts of our culture that are not even seen The fact that a lot of us are very soft-spoken and very considerate, very loving and kind. You know, so many things that people don't know about our culture. And I think that's the biggest strength about Stunner Radio is the fact that we want to be the heart and soul of the culture. We want to show people that there's so much more to being Black, to being a minority, to being a woman than just what the media shows you.
0: I love that. I love that. Um, what have been some of your most rewarding experiences with Stunner Radio? Um,
1: I would say the the same thing, you know, seeing the, the different countries. that That's just okay. blowing my mind, seeing the different countries. And then yes. getting messages from people um, that said, you know, I heard what you said on your show and it made me think about my life. Those things are very rewarding to me because that's the whole purpose to reach somebody, to touch somebody's life and, you know, having new people come aboard. Uh, We got two new shows starting in April and this is a person that was a guest on one of our shows. So it's like, wow. That's very rewarding because this lady has so much to say and she has a show with her husband and they are very dynamic people. They have to be heard. That's very rewarding to me because it's like, wow, that's amazing to to see these jewels sitting over here. And then we can just bring them to, to the to the forefront where they can be heard. That's extremely rewarding for me.
0: Okay, so what's the best piece of advice you've ever received?
1: Oh, wow. The best piece of advice was from my friend, Tiffany Hicks. When I was going back and forth about Stunner Radio, I started posting little things about Stunner Radio. And she was like and and she's a business consultant. Um, uh, Shout out to Tiffany with uh, Velvet Rope Training Solutions. She has her own business where she consults business owners. So I didn't even call her. Like I'm a you know, her friend So I could have texted her or called her I didn't I went to her website and scheduled a Console and paid and everything And I was like because I need For real help I, I don't need girlfriend Time I need you to be on be put On your professional hat and talk to me mm-hmm. And I was like I feel stuck And she said Lisa just Do it you're feeling like everything Need to be in line everything need to be Perfect just start that's It you don't need to don't worry About anything else just start and that was the best piece of advice ever because i just started the very next week she saw me with shows and she was like oh wow you really did just start <laughs> was like, yeah, that's what you told me to do so I, that was the best advice ever
0: wow you just had me looking for something um that yes there it is bible study something that was mentioned sometimes we don't press hard because we are scared of our potential. I missed some of what you said because no, my connection went out. That's okay. No, I said that um, Bible study, one one of the things that was said, and it reminded me when you said that, is that one of the reasons that we don't press hard is because we are scared of our potential.
1: Yes. Yes. I had saw a poem about that when I was a kid talking about some of us are not a fear of failure, but fear of success. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely, I, I feel like, have been me. Scared of my own potential and scared of my own power, so to speak. uh I remember when I was younger, and I would go sing at different churches, and people would cry, and people would come to me afterwards and say, "Oh, and I, I didn't like it. I was like, Oh no, I don't want this. This is I don't want folks crying and all that. Like, look, <laughs> I don't want to move you like that. That's not what I just I not want. But as I got older, I realized if you're not moving people what are you for? That's the whole purpose. Somebody needs to feel moved. They need to feel some type of emotion. And so, yeah, I was scared of that at first, but now I'm I'm just
0: embracing it. Awesome. So what have you learned in the last year, you know, based on pandemic to now? I'm going to say, matter of fact, let me change that. What, what have you learned pre-COVID, post-COVID that will inform or transform or transform center radio in this year going forward?
1: What I learned pre-COVID was that, you know, your gift will definitely make room for you. It doesn't matter if people say you're not good at this or I don't want you here or, you know, a person can cancel you, a person can fire you. I learned that pre-COVID that it doesn't matter what a person says. That thing that you have inside of you will certainly make room for you. And nobody has, you don't need nobody's approval. You don't need, like people say, it's not what you know is who you know. You don't need to know nobody because your gift will rise up and it will make room for you. I learned that pre-COVID. During COVID, I learned so much about myself because being um, an advocate for, for survivors of child abuse and domestic violence, I thought I had really done the work with myself, like the inner healing work. And, you know, I thought I had gotten over a lot of things. But see, COVID had me isolated for a while. And I started seeing things that I guess I was so busy, I didn't see in my own self. I started seeing that some of my stuff wasn't healed. And I hadn't forgiven certain people. And I was still bitter about a lot of things. And so COVID helped me to see where, In some parts of my life, being abused caused me to be an abuser. And although I may not have been physically abusing people, I would withdraw from people with no reason. That's abusive, because if a person cares for you and then you just draw withdraw from them and there's no reason, no rhyme or reason to it, that hurts. And I had a pattern of that. And so, you know, COVID showed me that, you know, when you've experienced trauma. Working on yourself is an everyday thing. You never stop. You never stop. You never graduate. It's constant because trauma does change when you, you do have to continue. It's a continuous healing process, and that's what I learned during COVID. Uh, Post COVID, I mean, even though we're not really out of it, but this this stage of my life, uh, just in the past few months, I, I learned something very important about myself, and hopefully, it'll help somebody else. I learned that there are certain Pieces of me that I guess were lost some some point in my journey of life were lost along the way, and I was feeling incomplete. You know, sometimes you just have moments of sadness or you have lack of motivation. Or I learned about me. I don't know if this applies to other people that there were some things missing from me. So. When I tell you I've always been drawn to the water, the water has always been very important to me. So I made it a point that I was going to get up at five o'clock every morning and go swim every single morning. Well, not weekends, but every weekday morning. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And I tell you, a piece of me was in that water. I found that one of those missing pieces of me. Because in the water, I find so much peace and so much serenity. And whatever it was that I lost along the way, I reconnect to it during that time. So I was telling my son, I was like, you know, in life, we go through things that kind of knocks pieces of us off. You know, we crumble here and there. It's our duty to ourselves to go find whatever brings that back to us. And that's what I learned in this stage of my life. And that's why it's so important to me. I won't let nothing get in the way of my swim time. Because when I'm doing that, I reconnect with that part of me that I lost, and I've never been as motivated and as loving to myself in my life ever than I am now.
0: So I'm so happy that I learned that. Well, I want to say thank you for saying that, well, all of that, but, but specifically that you realized that you were withdrawing from people because that's not something I've been doing, but I've had people do that to me. And it's very hurtful. It is. I mean, it's hurtful to the point where it's like you're trying to figure out what you did wrong to make them withdraw. And then you start to think, you know, you go through emotions in yourself, especially if you're very close to to people, you know, and it's like, you know, you're mentally going through it saying, did I do something wrong? You're calling, they're not reaching out. You know, you start going through trauma yourself just over the fact that it's a disconnect. And then with COVID and we're indoors, you know, I'm trying you know okay, I guess I'll put myself I'm trying to hang on to everything that I can that is worth hanging on to because do not do not get me wrong. I will go through my phone every year and say, Okay, you know what, it's time to delete some numbers. (laughs) But but I have certain people that, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, please. Please don't do that because I value the friendship. I value the weight that you bring to this relationship. You know, so thank you for saying that because maybe that's what has happened with those individuals and i just keep them lifted up because it really makes me think about them and the fact that maybe that's just what happened. It had nothing to do with me. It's just something that they have gone through and that's why they're they're being distant in that way. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, because you know, you can be the perfect
1: friend. And you could be the perfect person to them. And they still withdraw. I know I did. I still withdrew from people because I hadn't fully dealt with my own abandonment issues. And it was always a fear that they will leave me eventually. So I'm going to leave them first. I'm going to just withdraw from them and lead a whole situation so that I don't have this looming fear every day that they're going to leave me. So being isolated during COVID really helped me resolve that.
0: Yeah, well... I tell you something else that COVID has made me do. It's made me really face my 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 giant. <laughs> one of the things that I I had a I had an auntie. You know, I don't have a lot of aunts. Well, let me back up. I do have aunts, but I have one auntie, and she passed away from labor to reward in 2019, March 18th, 2019. And I still think about her all the time. But I hadn't really had a chance to grieve the way that I needed to. Yeah. You know, and you don't really think about it until you get in an environment like this and you're like, you know what? All that stuff is coming back. I'm I'm remembering the friendship. I'm remembering how she was my confidant and I could tell her anything and she would never tell anybody. If she did tell my mom, I didn't know about it. Kind of yes. like, but um, you know. She was that type of auntie. She was the cool auntie. She was the one everybody wanted to hang around. She loved to dance and she had a beautiful smile. She had the beautiful tenor uh, voice, um, well, tenor alto voice in church and she could take a a song and just make it her own. You know, and I just, you know, I just was crying after COVID hit for a while, but I was like, you know, I I needed to grieve. I needed to get that out because I didn't grieve the way that I should have. So again, I mean, I'm good now. I still have my moments. But I realized when COVID first hit, I didn't take that time. And I'm sure I'm not the only one that went through things previously. And then you start reflecting and you say, you know what, you need to release that. You need to release that for real and really take that time. And if this is the time that was set, use it. Yes, (laughs) that's what I did.
1: Yeah, because it's, it's something that when you stay busy all the time, you don't notice a lot of things. And sometimes those things are about your own self. You don't even notice when you're going through something because you're busy. You don't really know. I don't I, I have time to think about that. I got to do this. I got to do that. But COVID, you know, had me sitting down for a minute. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, I'm not well in this area. I need to fix
0: some things. So I agree 100%. Okay. Awesome. Well, let's take a quick break and come right back. Okay.
2: Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your girl, comedian, actress, Coca Brown, and I gotta give a huge shout out to my girl, Dr. Stephanie Fenney, because she put me on. What? To the Jewel Sanitary Napkin. These babies are amazing. Not only are they good to me, they're good for me. Not only do they help with absorption, moisture control, and protection, because yes, sometimes I like to wear white, but these babies also have a great ingredient called graphene that helps with cramps. huh? Are you kidding me? So you're telling me that I'm protected and I can control my moods a little bit? I love it. So please make sure you hit up my girl, Dr. Stephanie Finney. They have a variety of sizes for every kind of flow, whether it's heavy, light, overnight, she got you. So make sure you hit up my girl, Dr. Stephanie Finney, and get you some jewel sanitary napkins today. I strongly endorse these, honey, especially if you're like me and need all the help you can get for that time of the
0: month. All right? <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back. I have founder and general manager of Sunner Radio, Miss Lisa Denae, with us today. Hey, everybody! All right, all right, okay. So, a few more questions before we end this segment. Okay. What do what what do you want for those involved in Sunner Radio to include the podcasters, your team, those who work behind the scenes? What what is it that you want for them? I want them to
1: feel. Valued, and I want them to, you know, get whatever they want to get out of this experience. I want them to receive that without struggle. You know, I feel like that's what I've learned in other jobs and other opportunities I've had. You learn things, but you got to struggle. I, I don't want that. I want them to receive whatever they need to receive from Sterner easily and without struggle. And then I want them to be able to go on to greater things. And, you know, this should be a, a great part of their lives. This is what I hope for, for it to be a part of their lives. And they say, wow, when I was at Stunner Radio, it was this, it was that, it was great. But the biggest thing is, like I said, to gain whatever you need to gain from this experience with the least amount of struggle.
0: I love that. I love that. Do you have any specific um, goals in mind for Stunner Radio? personally, maybe, you know, as far as growth?
1: Absolutely. I really do want Stunner Radio to be in several locations. I'm already working on a different, uh, another location in the Midwest for Stunner Radio because we do virtual shows, but I do like having studios as well. So we do have a studio here in Houston, Texas, but I'm working on another location in the Midwest. I want us to have a studio in Atlanta. I would love to have one in um, Florida. I just want us to be everywhere where people can can be heard you know and i would love to have managers of each studio that has the same passion the same drive to get people in to be heard and to produce you know this original content from people who are you know usually marginalized and not heard and not seen So I would love to attract people that have that same passion to um, be a part of Stunner and just let's take it worldwide.
0: Well, on that note, what advice would you give someone wanting to follow in your footsteps? Um, You know what? I would really say
1: you have to be so focused because so many people will tell you so many different things, you know, (laughs) and people give you advice and a lot of times they're trying to help you. But if you're not focused on really what your end goal is, you will get so distracted. You'll be just say, forget it. I, maybe I don't need to do this at all. But for me, that's another thing where swimming has helped me. Because when you're swimming, you got to stay in your lane. You cannot go on the other lane. And you can't even really look at the next person in the next lane because then your stroke won't be off. Because either they faster than you, they got a better stroke or they slower than you. It doesn't matter. The thing is you have to stay focused or else you're going to go under or your stroke going to lack. So that has helped me to stay focused and to understand, stay in my lane. So that's what I would give uh, advice for somebody who wants to do something like this. You got to be so focused, especially if you are female and especially if you're black because you will find resistance from people that you would not expect to find resistance from. So you got to be, you got to have superior focus. You know, people who who say they support you will try to distract you with other things, bring you mess that somebody said about you. And you're like, look, I'm trying to build something. I don't got time to worry about what this person says. I don't care. But for me, the focus, I have to tell myself every day, focus, focus, focus. You know, so that's the that's the biggest advice I would give
0: somebody. okay they focus. So, what is your finish line? Like when you say, "Okay, I've 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 met this, I've achieved this, I'm I'm good, I'm set." What is your finish line? Um,
1: I my finish line is really based on my age, which is probably you know one of those things when they say God laughs at the plans we make because for me, I feel like I want to do this until um, I'm getting to be forty nine. So, I want to do this until I'm fifty nine. And then I want to go into baking. So I want to do uh, be a baking championship person. So I want to go into all these baking championships and have a team of bakers. And all that. <laughs> so my finish line. <laughs> like for real? Really? Yeah, really. Like my finish line is when I'm older and too old to really focus on this. And I just want to be leisure, you know, because it's a lot of work. So my finish line is when I have people in place where all I got to do is Look, okay, thank good. All right, I'm going to go bake some cakes. <laughs> you know, with my team, we're going to get a big trophy for baking cakes. So <laughs> that's my finish line when, you know, it's, it's thriving, it's successful enough for me to kind of walk away a little bit and go into my next chapter, which is the baking championships.
0: <laughs> nice. I would have never thought of that. Look at that. That's a fun fact. We would have never known.
1: Yes, probably so. I'm looking forward to it. I'm like, oh, when I get to be, when I turn a certain age, really, when I feel older and I just don't have the energy to do all this, that's when I want to start baking. I want to just give me a team of other old ladies and let's bake some cakes and let's win these these ribbons and stuff and and donate our cakes and cookies and pies and just be fat as we want to be as long as we're healthy, you know, <laughs> and uh, as long as we're still wearing our girdles and just be happy. <laughs> yeah, in a sugary environment. Yes.
0: <laughs> oh gosh. So where can our listeners connect with you online, Mr. Danae? Um, they can follow me on all
1: social media platforms. I'm just under Lisa Danae And then they can go to my website at LisaDenay.com.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to connect on the recipe. Everybody, again, this was not only mother of three, singer, songwriter, author, founder, and general manager of Sunner Radio, Miss Lisa Denae. Thank
1: you so much. Thank you so much for having me, um, Dr. Finney. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: (laughs) The old lady part,
1: can't you just picture it right now, a gang of old ladies? baking
0: cakes. I can. I can picture <laughs> it. And you know, it's some money to be made in those championships. So it's not just trophies. It's some money to be made. <laughs>
2: oh, part would be nice too. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And travel. Yeah.
2: Yes.
0: But again, oh, thank you so much for having me, Dr. Finney. No problem. No problem. Before I go, um, if you are on Instagram, please connect to my IG live at 9pm Eastern Standard Time as I top off the night with a final serving of health and wellness in the area of feminine health care. For any men out there, please do not shy away from this topic. If you have important women in your life, you also need to know about this information. I also host a Bible study on Tuesday nights with Elder Michael Coleman. Feel free to connect on Instagram at Dr. Finney Care. Well, that's it for me. I hope you enjoyed this segment of The Recipe with Miss Lisa Denae, again, founder, general manager of Sunner Radio. See you next time on The Recipe as I bring you all of the ingredients for living your best life.
2: And the packaging, it says Jewel on it. And she sent me so many different I mean it's for moderate flow, heavy flow. Hold on. And this was my favorite.
0: <laughs> that is my favorite. That is my favorite.
2: <laughs> I can always appreciate an overnight, but what really what I was really impressed by was the 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 length, how long it was. And how and it's not as thick. If if you guys still get that friend, sometimes that thing could just be out of control and never do what you asked it to do, it'd be all <laughs> over the place. But honestly, like I had absolutely no problems at all. And I, I just wanna say thank you and I appreciate this product so good because a lot of people, you know, they, they wanna send you stuff and it's like, okay, you know, you wanna believe in everybody, but Everybody's product is not a good product, especially something when it comes to feminine hygiene and sanitary discs and you got to be very careful because sometimes, you know, uh, whatever is, whatever the stuff is made with, it don't always agree with your body chemistry. But I had absolutely no problems and I wouldn't even say this if I didn't mean it. I gave my, the, the girls in my podcast, they use it. My, my other, my podcast member, she don't even... Use sanitary napkin. She's like a tampon girl, mm-hmm. but she really appreciated this. And I thought, you know, I have to tell you this. I couldn't wait to get on here to tell you this. So for everybody that's on here that's still going through them, getting those monthly visitors, please support Dr. Finney's
1: business. I
2: could tried it myself, and I and I loved it. Wow! I Thank you.